Are you ready? Here we go. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Access Podcast. It's me, Aaron. And Adam here as well. We have a very special guest to us today. I'm actually really surprised that we got him on. He's up there with Mugabe Higgins, Colin Farrell, all the big names in Ireland, Robbie Keane. He does. What do they all have in common, Aaron? They've all, they've all won awards, haven't they? Yeah, have indeed, Adam. So this would be our second award winner in two podcasts that has come on. Is that correct? It is. We should have renamed the award winning. The award winning Access podcast, it should be called, I believe. You may know him from Fully Charged with Graham and A in the morning on Spain. He's an award winning radio presenter. He recently won an Imro for the best game show on radio. I'll let you explain. It's Mr. Graham O'Till. Graham, take it away. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Graham, welcome yeah, to the after session. It's an honour to be on the after session. Aaron and Adam, thank you so much. When you initially did that introduction and you were likening uh, me to Michael T. Higgins, I was very worried you were going to go with the height comparison as opposed to the award comparison. And then Colin Farrell and Robbie Keane started to come out as well, who too wouldn't actually be very tall human beings. I think Robbie Keane is only about five foot ten. But I, I, I'm happy to be in the same realm with them uh, if you're calling them award winners. So thank you very much, boys. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on tonight, on this rainy night, unfortunately, where... I, ha- I must ask about your after sesh den there, which I can see. You're on a beautiful, comfortable green couch, which looks a lot more comfortable than my bedroom. But a tin roof, like a fiddler on the tin roof. What's going on there, boys? Is this where you actually have your after seshes? Did you have an after sesh there once before? And then you came up with the idea, why not stick two microphones in front of us and invite people in? Well, there was one on Friday. There was one on Saturday, uh, just gone. Um, there was probably one the weekend. No, the weekend beforehand I was away, but most weekends, sometimes midweek. Yeah, there does tend to be a few after sessions going on down here. So <laughs> the shed gets used very well. Yeah, you can blame Adam for the bad interior design. Like I have no say in all this, so um, you can blame Adam for that. Yeah. You can see like an X on the wall there for no apparent reason. Yeah, it just marks the spot. Don't don't ask me what the spot is. It just marks the spot. No, but. Do you know what I like, though, Adam? You have tried, because I can see on above Aaron's head there is the cushioning stuff. I don't have the exact name for it, which is used oh, for soundproofing. Um, now, yeah, it's acoustic foam. Yes. Now, you've, you've tried. Now, you can still hear the, uh, <laughs> the rain outside, which is beautiful, because as I was saying before we started recording, it's kind of like, well, hopefully it won't be like pathetic fallacy where the rain uh, matches the mood. Hopefully this is going to be um, heat wave where we want to take our tops off and maybe skinny dip in the River Liffey. That is what I'm hoping for this evening. Yeah, mine it's sounds hot here. Believe it or not, I went to try a bit of skinny dipping there about two weeks ago. I ended up losing a pair of runners. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't always work out the best. Look. <laughs> We need to go back to that. We, we need to go back to that. I want to know how you lost the runners. By the oh, way, because I once went skinny dipping in Magaluf many years ago and I lost all my clothes. Someone came and nicked them, so I had to walk through Magaluf in my pink boxers. I want your story, please, Adam. You know what? We have something in common. I'll keep it short and sweet. I uh, went in for a swim and I left my runners beside my shorts and my T-shirt. And when I got out, I seen my shorts, I seen my T-shirt. Didn't really register with me for a minute. I had a smoke, I had another drink, and I turned around and went, where the fuck are my runners, lads? <laughs> 
just disappeared. So uh, yeah, lovely walk home, bare feet after that. <laughs> Dodging glass everywhere. <laughs> I'd say it's slightly different to walking through the, the mean streets of Magaluf where you've got English tourists screaming at you going, oh, what, mate, where the fuck are you going, mate? Like the fuck stay you? And I had to give it the biggin. I pretended I did, it didn't matter at all. I, I don't know where yours was. No, mine was in uh, Lanzarote, so a lot more quiet. <laughs> A lot, uh, a lot less foot traffic. Well, it's similar enough. Similar enough. I was thinking more uh, Clontarf or somewhere, but Lanzarote's all right. Oh yeah, gee, I wouldn't go skinny dipping <laughs> in Clontarf for obvious reasons. Oh no, fuck skinny dipping full stop. No. I just touch on the dimension here, and you can hear the rain, the pods about that. But at least you have grain here on the line that will bring you happiness. You grind up your day. It'll bring you the array of sunshine, as it always does. Monday to Friday on spin. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to plug it too much because uh, I want people listening. Well, keep those plugs coming. I need as many listeners as I can get, boys. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Another thing in common. Do <laughs> <laughs> you get a bunch of listeners on the... It's been like, you know, the analytics going there. Yeah, so um, they... I'll just tell you exactly how they do it. It's a thing called uh, the Jane Lores. So a lot of people actually think if you turn on the radio in the car in the morning, somehow that the the radio gods will know that you're on. Because a lot of people will say to me, oh, I don't get to listen all the time, but sure, I have the radio on and work. I didn't hear what you were saying. and But hopefully that counts as a listener and someone will have us on in the car and go, oh, I listen to you every morning and I keep it on for the three hours. It's great. And all that. That actually doesn't work. We're actually going to harp back to medieval times and how we uh, study radio and the people listening to it. Where a, a human being in the year 2021, will walk over to your door, Aaron, and they will knock on your door. And you'll open the door and you will say, hello, who are you? And they go, I am from uh, Ipsos MRBI, I think is the name of the company you do it. And they will say, Aaron, who did you listen to on the radio yesterday? And you will think, and you'll be like, Jesus, did I listen to the radio yesterday? I mightn't have listened to the radio yesterday. Might have just been come back from Lanzarote where Adam was skinny dipping and lost his runners. And you're like, oh, I might have listened to Graham and Nathan. And they'll go, oh, what time? And you'll say, oh, I might have listened to like eight o'clock till half eight. And they go, OK. And that's one listener. And then they'll go to the next door and they'll ask the same person. And they'll do that to a few thousand people. And then they'll use that as a small sample size. And then they'll make that into, uh, obviously, they'll play that against the population in Dublin. And that's how every three months we figure out how many listeners we have. Now, did you have any idea that's how it was done? Or how did you think it was done? Because I'd be interested in people who are outside of the bubble to uh, figure out how they thought it was done. If I'm being honest, I, I genuinely have never given it that much thought. I've never, I've never thought about looking into it, to be honest. I have. Yeah? Yeah. I've always wondered this. Yeah, what, what were your theories? <laughs> I thought like there was a big screen, a big 70-inch telly on the wall, you walk in, and just numbers flicking up and down constantly, constantly. like rough figures. Like, oh, you have... 700,000 listeners oh you have 600 oh we have to lose 100,000 people what did you say we're just just a massive screen like a big scoreboard sort of thing like just count down the numbers like if you listen for let's say 10 seconds that counts as a listener or you listen for 12 seconds so many people like flick through the radio you can count everyone that flicks on for two seconds count them as a listener so I thought it was one of those things where you have to listen for like 20 seconds to be counted as a listener then no so you might you might notice why we say um every time when we speak i'll always say uh, good morning spin 1038 you're on fully charged with graham and nathan 
and you'll hear every other radio DJ will say the name of the show and the name of the station. The main reason of that is so you listening, it gets ingrained in your head. You go, okay, that's who I'm listening to, that's who I'm listening to, that's who I'm listening to. So that when that person comes to knock at your door, that should be ingrained in your head of thinking, oh, well, I remember Graham and Nathan, Graham and Nathan. So I listened to Graham and Nathan, even though you might have been listening to 98FM the day before. It doesn't matter because maybe in your head you're thinking, well, I listened to Graham and Nathan. They had that funny thing, but that might have been three days ago. It wouldn't have been yesterday because they go off listened yesterday. So it's a really old, old school style. However, in about 10 years or so, it would be completely different because now with app listening and um, downloads and all that kind of stuff, it's so much easier. So we know via the spin app exactly how many people are listening to us at a specific time. We can see if they stop listening at half eight, if they start listening at quarter to nine for the naughty threesome. If something we feel we don't know if it's working or not, we can look at the app stats where we see where there's a dropout, where the people tune back in again. But it's a much smaller sample size because obviously traditionally people listen on in-car radios. That's where we get most of our listeners because that's the morning commute. But we're moving into a space now where more and more people are listening on their phones. Smart speakers, which we thought five or six years ago and everyone in the radio industry if they said they actually believed it was going to help radio are lying we all thought that smart speakers were going to be the were going to be a huge huge problem for the radio industry it's actually helped the radio industry because when's the last time you would have gone into an electrical shop and actually bought a physical radio you probably wouldn't have but now we have a radio in everybody's house who has a smart speaker because you can just say alexa play spin 1038 hey google play spin 1038 where all those people who have those smart speakers wouldn't have bought a radio. So that's huge. So going into the future, really long answer, Aaron. Very sorry about that. But into the future, it will be more specific, more targeted as more people move to digital listening. But for now, we are judged and our jobs are judged and our salaries are judged and bonuses are all judged by someone knocking at your door every three months asking, who do you listen to? Okay, so everyone out there, if anyone knocks at your door and asks you who you listen to, say you listen to Graham and Aiden every morning, Jesus Christ. Get this man his bonus. Get this man his bonus. 50 G's, baby. 50 G's. That's what we need. Please, I want my bonus. That's that's what everyone says. Everyone goes, oh, I I don't listen. Um, uh, I don't listen. I go, I don't give a shit if you listen or not. But if someone knocks at your door and asks you who you listen to, you say me. You can listen to Radio 1 all you want. But you tell that person you listen to Spin 1038. Exactly. I like your style. Yeah, too, right? You know the score. Yeah, thanks very much. Have me on spin one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, try our best. <laughs> I've actually never heard of someone knocking at someone's door asking about like what to listen to in the radio. That's... I had someone ring me about it a while ago, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I thought it was a prank call. You should have said Graham and Nathan. I did actually mention it. They only asked me about stations. They asked me about stations. I said spin. I can't, my memory's too vague here. I can't remember who exactly I said. <laughs> I didn't, I, yeah, cheers, Adam. I didn't get my bonus as well last month because of you. Cheers, oh, man. Thanks very much. No bother. Because of, because of me, you're going to get some bonus this month, you know yourself. <laughs> it always comes around. We go full circle. I don't know, like, not just saying this because you're on grain, but it is a really good show and I have listened to it, but not so much now to walk from home. But I know you walked over to the south side of Dublin every morning monday to friday tune on to spain for what was in traffic for like an hour and a half maybe two hours in traffic so i've listened to you since you're on the zoo crew listen to your podcast listen to you in the morning so like it's really our sound lad so you're an og you're an og aaron 
You're an OG. And you're a Liverpool fan as well, which I appreciate. You're a Dubs fan, which I don't appreciate. But look, it's okay. We'll, we, can, we can agree on most things in life. Yes. One thing I'll agree with Aaron on, genuinely, you got to get it wrong is a brilliant concept for a game. But genuinely, it's, that was fucking fantastic. Was that yourself and uh, Nathan that came up with that? Or is that something behind the scenes? Um, so when we started the show, we all had this meeting and, uh, we were, every breakfast show has a thing and we needed a thing and we were throwing ideas out. What could be our thing? What could be our thing? And it's basically, it's a mixture of a load of different games that have been on other radio stations and stuff because I'd be kind of, uh, a bit of a nerd when it comes to radio. So I constantly consume radio in England and Australia and America and just constantly listening, listening, listening. And um, it was a game, it was something, it, was, it wasn't going to get wrong exactly, but it was something kind of similar where they were given options and they had to give the wrong one. And there's another incarnation of it as well, where you have to answer the previous question with the latest question, which affects your mind. You got to remember it, all that kind of stuff. So we kind of discussed those two games and we said, how could we bring those two together? And they got to get it wrong. And what we found is the really simple things work. And it's so simple. It's just like, what's two plus two and you want to say four and you know but you have to say five and it just messes with your mind and it's really simple everyone can play and i don't think at the time though we thought it would get as big as it did where we would release a board game because of it uh where it would become a virtual game show night where people would want to play online and then where it win an award eventually finally win an award and uh, we've got big plans for then as well coming uh this christmas as well there's a Another incarnation that we're working on just before Christmas as well with the game. Uh, so you, you'll spot it in a, in a month or so when it's when it's being brought up on the show. You're like, ah, oh, that's what he was talking about. On- yeah, we might even do a little giveaway with it. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'll come on and I'll give you the exclusive first, the first shout out on the after session with the lads. I'll say, <laughs> this is what we're doing. The, 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 I promised them an exclusive. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> I don't like this color. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was listening to you this morning in the car, and um, the fact that he's won the award, he's made a little parody of uh, "It's Coming Home," and the fella that actually wrote that song was actually talking about you. What's his name again? Frank. Frank, Frank Skinner. 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 Um, yeah. It's just that's a small, small word. Like I never would have guessed. Well, I obviously expect from you two to do something stupid like that and make a song about winning the award. <laughs> but I never expect the actual writer of the song to actually be in touch and actually talk about well, it. Well, wasn't in touch, he's actually talking about it. He just, just clipped it. But um, it just shows yeah. like, how small the world is. Yeah, and it shows it's just like it, one of those mornings, and especially after the last few mornings, has really kind of got me thinking about like how lucky I am to be doing this job because it's not really a job at all. It's me and Nathan, we met what about 11 years ago now at this stage and we had cracked together and we've managed somehow to maintain, find people who ha- pay us to have crack and we have to maintain these su- stupid ideas and we're lucky enough that we're being encouraged to come up with stupider and stupider ideas and the fact that Nathan said that he wanted to push hard on it was going to win and I genuinely didn't think it was going to win and we said okay well let's go hard on this then and let's see what you bring to the table and then what I bring to the table and our bosses are just kind of at a stage now where they trust us and they give us free reign and then 
the fact that we are given free reign allows for these type of things to unfold and then other radio producers hear about it and they tip off their presenters and one happens to be the writer of Three Lions and then we get tipped off that they were talking about us by multiple people as well and just kind of you kind of have to take a step back sometimes and go geez this is so weird because there's people out there who are guards and there's people out there who work in retail and there's people out there who work in healthcare have kept the the country going during lockdown and everything like that and we're just here coming up with stupid ideas and trying to track down an A-list celebrity and uh, in the hope of mainly our, our kind of motto is if we entertain ourselves then hopefully people will be entertained on the back of that so uh yeah it's a it's a crazy industry and it's uh, i just just love doing it and just the fact when things like that happened this morning where frank skinner who would be a comedian i'd look up to end up talking about it on absolute radio was just like the icing on the cake when things like that happen so yeah it's uh it's class that's amazing and here if you ever need anyone for some stupid ideas Myself, <laughs> uh, let's ask right. You, you said you're a like a, a bit of a radio nut, so like, what was it that actually made you get into radio so much and like to pursue a career? And what, what was the, the driving force for that? To be honest, like, it was, I, I like, I, I actually tell you now, if I was if I was 15 or 16 in this day and age, I doubt I would have been getting into radio because. The reason I got into radio was, do you know, would you know Ray Foley, the radio presenter? Yeah, I know Ray Foley, yeah. Yeah. Not so personally. Basically, he's, <laughs> he, Ray Foley's my dad. <laughs> uh, well, he used to present a show on Today FM called The Blast, and that used to be on from 10 o'clock till 12 o'clock at night time. And... These were the days, so I'm 30 now. I don't know how old you lads are. I don't know if you're, uh, I'd say you could be a few years younger than me, but these were, I was 15 or 16. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I am feeling my age and all my friends go, you really are conscious about your age. And I'm like, yeah, when you're the first out of everybody to turn 30, you will feel your age as well. And everybody else you talk to is in their 20s. Um, but basically back then, uh, like, be, like now the kids are constantly on Instagram, constantly on TikTok. They don't listen to the radio. I'd be lying in bed, would have an old 3210. So there'd be nothing for me to be doing. Uh, I, I wasn't chasing girls back in the day because I was a spotty teenager. And nobody liked me. So uh, my only uh, my only friend in love was the radio. So I'd be listening to that and they used to have such crack. And I, and I remember they used to have a, a character called Tricky Dick where he was a leprechaun. He used to do a riddle every night and it was fucking hilarious. And he would be so rude and so sexual innuendo. And I was like, this is fucking insane. I go, these lads are just taking the piss and they're on national radio when everyone knows who they are and they were traveling DJing and they were like mini celebrities. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that so badly. And then the, one of the worst days of my life was when I found out they moved from nighttime to uh, lunchtime. And I was like, no, I'm going to be in fucking school. I won't be able to listen to Ray Foley anymore. And I ended up getting one of these, and it was really weird, one of these pen radios so it was a fucking radio inside a pen and the earphones would go off the top of it. So I'd be writing with the pen in the back of English class, have my earphones up my sleeve and I'd be leaning down my head against my right hand and I'd have the earphones in and I'd be listening to Ray Foley in the back of there. And I was like, OK, I have to do this for a living. So I, then I just started to look into courses. Figure, do you know what I basically did? I basically stalked his life and did exactly what he did. Went to do the same course, went to the same lecturer um, did this did the same thing emailed the same people that were in his radio station and that's basically how i got the bug for radio like it was it was just basically through him that's uh and that's 
that's how it happened. And then iRadio really became big in the in the country. iRadio will be the equivalent to Spin here in um, in Dublin. It's the youth generated radio station, and that exploded when I was about seventeen or eighteen. And there was a guy called Fergal Darcy doing the Drive Show, who's now on Today FM. And I went; to, he was DJing a gig in my whole local town. And I went up to him. I go, I want to do what you do. And he goes, Well, go to DIT, study under Pat Hannon, uh, just do radio, become a DJ, and you'll eventually get into it. And now. Uh, work in the same office as him so I always kind of look at Fergal and go Jesus if you heart back to 12 years ago me chatting to him as still a spotty teenager uh, girls not looking after me I was more interested in Fergal now than shifting anybody and um, <laughs> I kind of geez I kind of count myself lucky the odd time I'm like geez that's class where Fergal now is my colleague in in a sense and uh, after me going up to him that day just being this fucking loser at the time but yeah so it was those two people were the main kind of reasons why I got into the Industry of radio. Yeah. I think the other thing that I've brought you in was working like four hours and getting paid more than most people in talk show as well. <laughs> well, no, no, I will say something. You all, everyone thinks that I'm on, a, I'm on a shit ton of money. Well, I tell you, I'm not. I'm, I'm on a very average wage. I'll put that on the record. Everyone thinks I'm like, I'm like fucking two, two, two hundred fifty grand or something less. I like most certainly I'm not. It's always the, uh, the out. Yeah, I want him about about two hundred grand. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um the the four hours a day is nice, I will say that. I when I get up in the morning and I'm like, Oh my god, it's five o'clock, I have to kind of slap myself across the face and go, You will literally be home by twelve o'clock if you really want. <laughs> I go, Grow up, Graham. You can sleep all afternoon. This isn't a big deal. Like, come on. <laughs> you could, I could have a second job. I could work in a cafe in the afternoon and still have loads of time off. So, you no, know, the hours are definitely a plus, 100%. So, one of the reasons why you switched to 42 hours was the hours? Or was it like, if a management told you, right, you're good lads, get on the morning show, we need to listen yeah, upper management, that was basically it. That's how it works. You don't really get a choice in radio, ever. You basically get told that you're moving to the big show or you get told you're getting fucked out of here. Um, so that's kind of, that's the that's the one drawback with radio where, especially in Ireland, it's such a small industry. Well, excuse me. And if you look at the likes of the UK and Australia, and they're the kind of the markers I look at, they have so many radio stations there so that if you establish yourself as a presenter and you get sacked, you could get a job on another radio station. However, in Ireland, there's so few radio stations and one or two companies plus RTE own all the radio stations. If you get sacked by one of them, there's a very... Sorry, my phone is vibrating here. So just get rid of it. There's a there's a very slim possibility that you'll get another job straight away. You'll probably have to start building yourself back up again in another radio group, maybe start on weekends, but you will not move into a job straight away full time if you get sacked. So you either get sacked or you get promoted and there's very little in between and you got to kind of wait for either or to happen. So when the old contract negotiations come up, it's not like a, a footballer's one where you've got many options. Oh, will I move to Spain or will I move to Italy? It's like, no, uh, will I stay in Spain or will I uh, go wander the streets and figure out what I'm going to do with my life next? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> you were mentioned there like how you love getting paid for like, coming up with stupid ideas and all that. I have to talk to 
the poo app you made. Oh my god, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to oh. talk about this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> explain the thought process behind it and explain into detail. This is, like, we have Matt Damon and we have fucking winning Imros and we've all this. This is honestly my favorite everything that we've done. Just because, so the, so basically I'll tell you where the idea spawned from was, if you listen to the show, you'll know that I have issues with my bowels. I've had for many, many years. I went to Thailand. Jesus, Adam, you nearly choked on your drink there. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <Okay, yeah. laughs> You're all right, don't worry. I I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure worse things have been said in that shed and an after sesh than me saying I've got problems with my bowels. Yeah. <laughs> worse things have already been said on this podcast, man. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Adam, in case you don't know, okay, in case you don't, I went right. to Thailand, I, I ended up in hospital, and for the next six months, I ended up shitting myself constantly to a fact that I couldn't be far from a toilet. Uh, I got a uh, camera shut up my arse and then down my throat. I like to tell everybody that it was the same camera. Uh, in that order, uh, and they couldn't find anything wrong with me, unfortunately. And um, so they put it down to irritable bowel syndrome. So I always kind of I'm very wary when I'm out and about where the toilets are, and um, what the story is with the toilets. And I actually remember once time I was a spinny and I was in Finglas and I had to go to a co- there was a Costa Coffee and I really need to go to the toilet and I honestly was about to shit myself. No word of a lie. And I was there in the queue, but I I'm like I know you probably think I'm. I'm really kind of like confident and stuff in public. I'm actually not. I'm pretty shy and I'm not just saying that. So I wouldn't just run into a costume and just go to the toilet. I patiently queued to buy a tea because it was the cheapest thing on the menu. And when I got, I was like, I'm honestly going to shit myself here. I need to get this tea. And people were so slow and changed their order. I finally got the tea and I go, I actually don't want the tea when I had it in my hand. Can I just get the toilet code? And she goes, oh, there's no toilet code on there. It's fine. Just go straight through. So I ran straight in there. I pulled down my pants and I tell him my arse hadn't even hit the toilet bowl and it was out there. But that wasn't when the idea came to me. That's just the story about how my life was. Get out the violin there, Aaron. This is a very... I'll add the sound effect in afterwards. Thank you very much. So myself and Nathan, we were doing something one day and we were both... We were both really tired. I think we were filming something all day and it was about four or five o'clock in the afternoon, which is very late for me and Nathan still to be together. We usually split around half 11, 12. And we were having a burrito in Boojum. And I remember going up to go to the toilet and I was like, and the door was locked because the one on Georgia Street, there's a code on the door. And I came down, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I was just so tired and so like frustrated and had to go queue and try and get the toilet. I just, and when I came back, I was like, wouldn't it be great if we could, cook the books here and we just knew exactly what the toilet codes were and then that's where the idea spawned from it was like boom something went off in our head where we're like okay that's a funny idea let's bring that onto the show and let's just pretend we're going to make an app and let's see what happens and then we just said and we came up with the name crap and we were like okay that's even funnier and then we had a meeting after the show so what we do is we like to kind of come up with when we come up when something has happened on the show we can feel it and we were like okay what can we do with this and then we were like let's see how far we can go and can we actually get this app made now nathan and i both have no idea when it comes to technology or building apps or graphic design or anything like that we're really shit and we said how far can we go can we get the listener 
all involved in this because that's when we feel like the show is at its best when everybody feels like they're part of the show we don't want it to be fully charged with graham and nathan we want everybody to feel like they have a voice on the show they want to say something they can afford and say it on the show no matter how weird or stupid it is so when we had crap and we said could someone build this app and someone came forward and goes i can build the app but i kind of can't but my friend can and we're like well does he get the show and he's like no no i'll just tell him to do it and they're like okay you're in and then it's like, can we get somebody to design us uh, the picture? And someone else heard the excitement of us getting the app. And he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So it kept on it kept on rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling to where we actually had this app, which was working and completely built by the audience. And then we're like, we need to fill up the app. Then I remember I had to go to Italy and I was like, oh, shit, I'm missing out on all this. We had such momentum here. And then Nathan goes, right, well, you're away. I'm going to organize a party, a launch party. So I knew nothing about the launch party. Came back. There was a launch party um, hosted by a fully charged listener in Malloyd Cricket Club. We had entertainment from Stolen City, the band, from Rodrigo, the magician. And we had security as well from Celtic Security. We had people delivering Tato crisps, all free of charge. Like there was nothing like we didn't pay a penny for anything. This was all free of charge. We had everybody who was there who was involved in the building of the app there on the night. We had listeners as well. The, the tickets sold out within like two minutes. And as one of those moments, we were like, oh, fuck. Okay, this is really good. People get what we're trying to do. We're trying to create something that's a little bit different on Irish radio. We're trying to have this real interaction. We do things. We make events. But they're really stupid and nobody else would think about it. And I was remember that night we were there and everybody just got it. Everybody got the joke, but it wasn't just a joke. We actually released it and actually got number one. And then we re-released it again for when the toilet co- there was a toilet shortages and we crashed the app because so many people re-downloaded it. And every, like when you feel that everybody is in on the joke, when people could turn onto the radio and go, oh, these two lads are talking absolute fucking shite. Like, and you, you could be, you could say that when you actually take a step back and go, we are literally talking about shit, taking a shit in a toilet and general shit. But when people, when you know that people go, okay, I've got Graham and Nathan, they've been on the radio for three or four years now. I get this is their humor. I get they're not taking themselves too seriously. And I get all they're trying to do is have fun on the radio and make our journey that little bit shorter to school or to work or on the bus. And you realize that people are in like, it's such a good feeling. And that's why that was definitely up there with the best thing we've done because it incorporated everything that we wanted in the show. Yes, Matt Damon was incredible. And the fact that we had Matt Damon on the show, but that was just like an isolated incident where we, he just heard us talk about him and he phoned in and it was like the biggest story in the world that day, which was class. But this was a journey and this was everyone involved. And this was exactly the route we wanted for the show. And it kind of proved to our bosses as well at the time that, this, that you can trust us to just let us do the, sh- the stupid shit and it will be entertaining and people have buy-in. So I can't remember what your actual question was there, Aaron, but I hope that somehow answered it. It didn't. Well, still got with it. <laughs> 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 I did, I did. Like some of this shit you do, like he's made an app about fucking toilets where it's like a gun. He's went to the listener's gaff and buried a time capsule. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We did on what? Valentine's Day 2019, just before the pandemic. And we're going what, back what and was... I hope to see in te- go on, go on, sorry. No, sorry, go on ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 go, 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 go. What what was in the time capsule? Again, we wanted listeners to put things in the time capsule. It's all oh, of, everything we do. 
we want listeners to do it. So we we put in a USB stick from <laughs> we got people to send in WhatsApp voice messages uh, for messages to their future self. So it will be they would say something about they wanted to give themselves a message in 10 years time. We put it all in USB stick. We put it in there. So that the hope that we said in 10 years time, we're going to dig this up. You have to figure out where we are on the radio at that stage, whatever. If we're still on spin or if we're on 2FM or Today FM or FM 104, you've got to follow us and you've got to be listening to us because we're going to play out your message. We had, what did we, else do we have? We had like, oh, the election was on around then. It was just for the election. So we put in election posters. We put in food. We put in canned food. Don't know why, just because it felt like the right thing to do. Um takeaway we put we, we put in takeaway menus to see how the prices would differ in 10 years to i think it was san marino's um how much would the chicken filler burger be in 10 years time yeah and then we again we had a listener who a listener offered up her garden for us to dig a hole in her garden to plant it and said that we're going to come back in 10 years to your house and dig it up again and take it and she was like yeah that's perfect and we were like we also don't want to do any of the hard work so we said, is there any builders out there? And we had John the Builder. I think his name was John. And he just came it over was. to Kathy's house. John, and then just started digging a hole for us. It was so stupid. But what we want to do is, again, when someone knocks on your door, you want to be thinking, Jesus, Graham, I, did I listen to a show where they were digging someone's garden up and putting a toolbox in there, which they said was a time capsule? Um, so that's our, that's our thing. We're always trying to do different things so that we stand out from the dial. So when anyone else is just kind of talking, now you have to do your fair amount of talking as well, but we like to do something big every quarter. So every three months we have to, we try and say, okay, we're going to do this or we have to come up with an idea. But the problem with that is it's our best ideas have been the ones that we haven't planned. So you'll have management and I'm sure in the jobs that you work in, you're like, okay, what's, what's the plan for the next four months and what's the plan here and what's your targets and all that kind of stuff. But for, for us, our, we're like, we can't come up with ideas like that. We have to be, it has to be like we're in Boozham and the idea sparks. Or um, the Patrick Bergen thing where we brought back an actor who everyone forgot about and we did a private screening with this actor who nobody really knew, but they kind of knew of. And we wanted to bring back this 1990s film and watch it with him. And we wanted to track him down. That just happened because Nathan said, I watched this movie and I thought it was shit. And I go, ah, you should have given it a chance. Someone messaged going, no, 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 you have to watch it. It's really good. And someone goes, oh, sure, he lives in, where was it? He lives in Kimmage or somewhere. And we were like, oh, well, geez, let's get him on the show and see. Because it was, I think it was Sandra Bullock or Julia Roberts. It's Sleep with the Enemy. And then we said, this would be amazing. Let's get limos. Let's dress up uh, formal. Let's book out a cinema and let's invite him. And if he comes, this will be the greatest night of our life. And then we had listeners come. But that was just from Nathan. Oh, I, d- I want to talk about this movie I didn't watch last night and see if anyone has seen it. And then that's one of our biggest ideas of like 2018 or something like that. Um, so that's all just trying to do stupid stuff as long as we're allowed to, because we know that someday <laughs> it'll all end. Either we won't be in a job anymore or we'll be on a show which won't allow us to do it. So uh, try and cram in as much stupid shit as we can and we'll see where it gets us. Yeah, hopefully that day is a long time away. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> Love hearing all that. I want the stupid shit to continue, man. <laughs> Non-stop. Yes, yes, yes. And remember, if you're listening, we did have, listening, we did have anyone someone knocks on your door. Sorry, remember, if anyone knocks on your door and asks you who you listen to, you're listening to you. Uh, Adrian Jeremy, Jim Jim and Nobby. 
Jim, Jim, no, yeah, that's one. Strawberry and orange black boys, yeah. Do you strawberries? She gets paid to do this show. We're in the wrong job, man. No, I'd love to be getting paid to go on the radio. It's actually one thing that I, when I was younger, I always actually really wanted to look into doing, but I never knew what the avenue was, and I was way too lazy to look into it myself. Nothing has changed. Can I just say, can I just say, what you're doing right now is so much better, because if you look about even five years ago, if you wanted to record something, what would, how would you record it? There was no way possible that you could record anything yourself unless it was really bad quality. You had no access to microphones. USB microphones weren't a thing. The software wasn't good enough. It wasn't user-friendly to people who were beginning. I remember I joined DIT and they only had a radio station once a week. Uh, sorry, one week per semester. So I was like, we had to use a radio studio to record any podcast at all. Well, now, this day and age, if you want to get onto radio... You literally buy a microphone. You can get them for 30 euro on Amazon. Plug it into your laptop. And Bob's your uncle. You're, you're recording on Zoom. Even if you can just record on your headphones, if you can't even afford a thing. And if you're good enough and you practice enough, you can send that into a radio station. Whereas before, you had to get into a radio station to send to a radio station. It was kind of like when you get those scissors, which you can't open because you've got no scissors to open them with. Well, now, well, now it's like anybody can record anything and like if this podcast takes off, you don't even need radio. You can put ads in front of this podcast. So oh, I think four hours in the morning, age, she'll be happy. Adam, <laughs> but at this day and age, Adam, you can do anything. If you want to be on radio, you you're you're already kind of you're doing the first step. Keep on doing this and send it around, and perfect. Five years ago, you couldn't do that. Three years ago, you couldn't do that. Yeah, true. I mean, say whatever the fuck we want for this podcast. Exactly. No sponsors yet. <laughs> or are there? <laughs> Who knows? By the time we release that, maybe we might get one. <laughs> <laughs> this room's been heated, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, uh, do you prefer to do your podcast over being on the show because you're not limited to what you can say? Because I think I heard somewhere that radio stations have to follow like a certain, not script, but... Yeah, the kind of layout sort of thing, like you have to say this at this time, or you have to introduce yourself a certain way. Like, is there a limit on what you can say? I know you can't say fuck and all that, of course, and all, but yeah. what other limit is there or restrictions in radio? Well, look, we set up the Little Big Podcast, is our kind of our sister kind of stream where we can talk nonsense for 40 minutes. And that was originally set up when we first got breakfast. So, when we first got breakfast, they were kind of worried about us on breakfast because we were a bit raw and we were very loose on evening show on the zoo crew. And we kind of God, we, we, we kind of got away with murder, basically, to be honest, because it was nighttime radio. And we moved to breakfast. They, I think they were a little bit worried about us. And fair enough as well. Like they were we're now talking to we're moving from talking to like teenagers that don't give a shit to um, and adults to mums and dads driving their six and seven year olds to school. Like completely different audience. So they kind of stripped us all back. Less of the personal stories. Less of talking about me going to the toilet. Just kind of what's happening in the world. Let's talk about that and keep the music going. And we got a little bit frustrated at the beginning of us, Nathan and I. And we were like, no, this isn't what we're good at. We're good at talking about what happened in our life. We're good at Nathan talking about what happened on his holidays or at the wedding. Or a story with me, my girlfriend Claire or something like that. Or, or a little argument we had and settle it. And they're like, no, we don't want you to do that. Oh, yeah, so we got car. frustrated and that's why. Oh, the car. Yeah. And then we got a... Oh, the car. We, we got a... 
we got frustrated. So that's why we set up the podcast, because that way we could do whatever we wanted. We could talk about our lives and we needed to keep actually training that muscle in our brains where we were able to talk about those stories and we were able to have that crack back and forth with each other and keep that chemistry going because we felt like we were losing it a little bit at the start. Now we're at a stage where basically the breakfast show and the radio show, as I was saying earlier on uh, here, we're trusted a lot more and we're kind of allowed to do what we feel like because we've kind of earned that trust. So we felt like we got to a stage with a little big podcast where we were kind of just repeating some of the stuff we were saying on the show, but just kind of making it longer and kind of exploring a little bit more. And that's why I don't know if you've listened to the latest episode, but it's our last for a while as we're going to start a new project in about a month's time, which we're doing a lot of planning in the background, which is a little bit different. Um, but going back to your original question, there is a lot, lot of restrictions on radio because you have commercial partners. So a company will pay to be on your show for a week and they will pay to have their messaging on the show. And sometimes you'll have to do on average, it's one per show. Sometimes you'll have two. So that means you won't have a lot of creative license within the show to do the things you want to do because you've got to get this client messaging off. But at the end of the day, it is commercial radio. They're the people who pay our wages. So we have to do what we have to do. Spin is also a heavy music rotation station. So they want us to get about 10 to 12 songs an hour. Other radio stations are a lot lower, meaning they can talk more. So it can be a little bit restrictive, but also it's kind of enjoyable as well to try and be as creative in a short space time as possible. So usually our links are about four minutes long and then we move on and we got to keep it quick. We've got to keep it snappy, get our jokes in and also get the messaging in. So that's kind of enjoyable as well, but definitely they're two different beasts. It's very hard for somebody who's great at podcast to go onto radio. And it's very hard for someone who's great on radio to go to podcast. They're two very different skills. And you mightn't think, that they are because it's just essentially talking to a microphone, but it's a different mindset. So my mindset is completely different right here. Now I'm back. I'm relaxed. We're just having a conversation. You two and me, you ask me a question, I'll ask it. We'll have a bit of crack, but on radio, I would be thinking, okay, what, what's the time? What's coming up? What competition is on the way next as well? Do I have to, do I have a caller recorded here that I have to play or will I save that for the next one? So that's all going. It's like that Zach Galifianakis meme where you have all the kind of calculations going on in your head. And you're like, what is going on? Where are we going to go with that? So radio is a completely different skill to podcasting. But then podcasting is all about being conversational. It's all about picking out little bits that the other person are talking about as well. Um, so yeah, they are two completely different skills. Um, and if you're good at both, then you can cash in. We're, uh, we're, we're trying our very best to improve on both of them at the minute. That's our, that's our plan for 2022, to become better at both. Yeah, listen to the latest uh, episode. I have a question before you want to talk about that. It's one of the questions I wanted to ask right now for a long time. Is there a countdown before a song plays? Yes, there is. There is a countdown. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah so every song will have a marker so say for instance what's the big song now we'll say bts coldplay my universe ed, she ed sheeran shivers is probably the biggest song right now so i'll see ed sheeran shivers on top of it and it will say 8.0 so that means when i press the green button i'll hear the instrumental in my head and then i've got eight seconds to talk until Ed Sheeran starts singing. But I'll have a little bar that goes and fills up yellow. 
So I'll follow the bar and also give me a countdown timer as well. So when that goes three, two, one, and usually on one, I'll say spin 1038 and then that'll hit the hit the vocal. Uh, sometimes I mess that up and it's called crashing the vocal and I get very angry at myself. I'm like, God damn it. If one job, Graham, you one fucking job. Don't crash the vocals. Is there any, uh, I know you've met loads of Ed Sheeran and Storms and all. Um, who's your favourite celebrity that you've met? Stormzy, I'd say. Just because the whole experience was really cool. Um, we were flown to London after the show. We got into a taxi, flown to London. Taxi outside Heathrow was waiting for us. Uh, drove us to the recording studio where Stormzy recorded Heavy Is The Heart. Will I Am was walking around um, as we were waiting. It was all the European media were there on that day. So you could see all the other kind of radio stations were there. And you were kind of like observing them and how they acted and obviously a lot cooler than us. <laughs> so they had like the, the Germans were over and the French and I think the Swedish were there as well and the Spanish and they were also bloody cool. And we were these pasty white Irish people who were really nervous going into interview Stormzy. And we were the la- we were we got there about one. I remember we were waiting till about five because there's just so many people there to do it. And we were the second last ones in and they were in there. His people were eating sushi inside the recording studio. He was there in his slippers. He was sending a WhatsApp voice note to his lads WhatsApp group. But like, you know, I, I had this image of Stormzy in my head with the Union Jack stab proof vest in Glastonbury being this huge alpha male and being this voice of a generation and voice for the black generation in the UK. And then you just see him as a, I think he was 26 at the time. And I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm two years older than this man. And he's there sending, there again with the age, something in my head. <laughs> he's there sending WhatsApp voice notes like one of us would send a WhatsApp voice note, like taking the piss out of one of his mates. And then he's like, what's up, bro? And he's like giving us fist pumps and all this stuff. And, and then he just got the interview as well. Like you can, with the kind of way we approach interviews, sometimes people could not get it, if that makes sense. Look, we've been lucky so far, but we've heard some people aren't great interviewees, but he just got it. We were talking, Nathan was doing his obscure references to Ben Mitchell in EastEnders. Stormzy went off that tangent asking, where is Ben Mitchell right now? Isn't it so weird that so many different actors started playing Ben Mitchell? And it was class because the best interviews we have is when we don't talk about the music, we talk about random shit. And we like to make those interviews as different to what they expect as possible. Uh, And then we were talking about round beds and long beds. Nathan asked Stormzy how long his bed was because they're both tall men. And I suggested the round bed he should get. And then he berated me for saying that. So it was just an unbelievable experience. And he was so class. And at the time, he was just so big. Like, obviously, he's big now. But at the time, he was everywhere. And I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, this is a a moment I will never, ever forget. So I'd say Stormzy, but I got to say Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is so nice. And he was our first big interview ever. We interviewed him while we were on the zoo crew. And it was our first massive interview. And I remember I was shitting it. Uh, I actually still shit myself for most interviews. But Stormzy, most memorable. And I would say Ed Sheeran up there as well but ju- to be and like we we've actually been very lucky sigrid is another person who stands out she i'm a huge fan of hers she came into studio she was up for crack we played fill in the grid with sigrid and she was loving it as well and um and then obviously matt damon was bang on as well and he was very given of his time so 
Yeah, Matt yeah, Damon sound. He seemed pretty sound when he was on there. I was listening to him like, like he seemed pretty cool. Like, did he come into the studio or, or was it just he found in? No, so that was that was the height of lockdown. That was March 2020. So he was in his house in Dalky, uh, living in squalor, I presume, in Dalky. Oh, and, uh, I can only imagine so. <laughs> it was tough. It was a t- it was a tough time for him living over here. Now he phoned in. Your next door neighbor is it Huh? Your next door neighbor of Dalky is it? All your millions. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm moving in beside Bono. He's actually on the edge. They're, uh, they're putting me up. And Enya, I'm in Enya's castle. She sold her house in Bray for over for like a minute. I know. I, like I was only uh, I was only outside of it. Uh, uh, did you see it? I think it was on. I think it might have been on Daft. Did you see the inside of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, she's really bright, really bright. Yeah, very like colourful. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was cool. I would ask, like, who's the person you'd love to meet the most? But I think I already know the answer. So do you want to just put me on resume and tell me who you'd love to interview? You so you think? Oh, right. Uh, okay, I actually had someone else in mind. I think you're going. You're, I think you're thinking. I think you're thinking Pitbull. Yeah. Oh, Pitbull, yeah. Mr. Triple yeah, yeah. Five. Mr. <laughs> Woo! You know your man. Nale. So he he would be, but I would also be really afraid that he he would let me down, that he that he would be surrounded by entourage, and I wouldn't get to. Uh, have a good time with them so that'd be one person i would like to meet see this is see, this is the thing i this is the thing i have to weigh up i would get r- big anxiety meeting someone who i really wanted to meet because i'd be nervous that i'd feck it up and i'd also be nervous that they'd let me down so i'd actually for the full week leading up to me meeting this person i would have really bad anxiety thinking about it and then i'd be like ah oh, do you know what you weren't that bad and i was like what was i worrying about the big one would be jürgen klopp and I think we can both agree with that, Aaron. I don't know, Adam, where your allegiances lie, but Jurgen Klopp would obviously be the big one. I don't know if I'd like to do a sit-down interview because I feel like that would be pressure. I'd like to maybe just go, Jurgen, you're the man. You've made my life so happy and you're a man of real good moral standing as well. So uh, you're just a fucking good human being at the bottom of it all. So I think I would love to do that. That would be the kind of the main one for me. Who knows if we can get a bit of a groundswell of support, get the online support going, get a hashtag going or something. We might get him on a, we might get him on the show in the morning. Who knows? Jurgen O'Till. Yeah. Hashtag Jurgen O'Till. <laughs> hashtag Jurgen Here we go. Yeah, I'm right. Let's let's make it happen, boys. The power of the podcast. Who knows where it could go? Yeah, exactly. I sent it to his wife later. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but um, I was gonna say, um, you mentioned there like how you'd be nervous talking like to celebrities and all that. I was nervous when we were playing you in the match in Gaelic. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, I've always, like, you're a sound bloke, I just thought, like, I'd love to have a crack with you, have a laugh. And I was nervous, like, is, just, is that just a front door? Will I actually get to talk to him? I'd love to say hello to him and just tell him that I'm a fan, I love listening to him. And I think that's why I played Show that game. Yeah, you probably won't. <laughs> Let's just score a few goals. Then. No, you didn't score any goals. You didn't score any points at all. Oh, you're ratting them out. So, you're ratting them out. No, hold on, no, 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 no. Hold on a second here now. I remember this game. I'm pretty sure I scored two points. I'm pretty sure I did because I'll tell you why. My 
I'm telling you now because I'm pretty sure my mate Sam was there and he saw me sc- or Andrew was there and he saw me score two points and I got taken off with about 10 minutes to go and I walked over to you while you were in goal and I said I said hello to you and then I went to sit on, went to the sideline with Andrew. I'm pretty sure I scored two points. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Zilch. 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 you remember and I'm not even I'm not, I'm not even joking when I ask. I actually can't remember. So I can't remember. It could be either end. But who actually won that game between Ranel and Rahini? You. I don't remember. We were, we were winning that half time, I think, by a point. And then second half, right. I think it was fell apart. I think he was one by like five or six. It's not, well, it wasn't, wouldn't be like us to win that many. So uh, <laughs> that's a, that was a genuine question, to be honest. The only reason why I remember that was because I had a joke lined up trying to be funny. I was like, oh, I can't perform around eight besides you, huh? like trying to be funny. And it's all lined up. Had, it, had all the conversation list there, what we were, what I'm going to say. And then, yeah, that's how I remember. But um, <laughs> that's a sad look for her. Just sit at home. I don't remember you being that nervous. I thought you you, you, you dealt with yourself all right. <laughs> yeah, I had a vodka before the match, so kind of nervous. <laughs> that's why we won. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they mentioned the latest podcast. You're not playing anymore. Injury, is it? Yeah. So I pulled my hamstring three times this summer. So I'm giving it a long overdue rest. I pulled my quad this time last year, and I did a lot of work on it over the winter. And I think that I overworked the quad, and I didn't work my hamstring. And then I pulled my hamstring, and I went back too early. I pulled my hamstring, and again I went back too early, and I pulled it again. So I said to the manager, look, I'm just going to take the rest of the year off, see where my head is at in January, and we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of with the going to, like I go to bed really early, lads. I go fucking, fucking around half a quarter to nine, usually around to bed. And when you train late that night and you wake up in the morning and you're napping during the day, I go completely out of sync. And I am sounding like I'm complaining here. But uh, I kind of feel like my schedule is a lot better when uh, I don't have the training. So it's a real, it's annoying because I really love playing, but then also my schedule goes all over the shop as well. So it's that kind of decision I have to come. And I'm talking literally like I'm playing senior football, championship football for Dublin when I'm playing Division Eight. Yeah. <laughs> but you know all about it, Aaron. It's big. It's big deal when you're in it. When you're in it, it's a big deal, no matter how low the division is. Talking to tell. But uh. I'll wrap it up, Graham. You've been an absolute amazing guest. We love having you on. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I'm actually really surprised you came on. The fact that you came on, I might actually give Mother Higgins a fix. Yeah, you may as well. Like, Small men love the after sesh. you got to remember that. That's it. And large ones too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send, uh, send Matt Damon our way if he sends you a little text and he's going to or maybe give us a number so we can WhatsApp the fella. <laughs> and if you need anyone oh, to get on to the Nathan's has a sick day or you know what it's called <laughs> the boys the boys and I, and I want you to do it from the shed with the rain oh, yeah. as well and if it's not raining I want somebody up with a watering can uh, so I can get a nice uh, ambiance as well from the uh, from, from it and I also appreciate the green couch that you have which is very similar to the green couch I do lying in my house and I hope it's not as stained as the one that I do have downstairs we won't comment on that. No, no comment. <laughs> Before we go, what happens uh, in the after session shed stays in the after session shed. Exactly. That's it. Before we go, uh, don't forget to give Graham a follow. I'll leave his links down below. I'd say your Instagram handle is probably one of the best out there. Instagram. Instagram O2. Instagram O2. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. So Thanks I'll leave for following me, Adam. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bollocks, write yourself out. <laughs> it's been an absolute uh, pleasure. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I will have it on any time if you'll if you'll come back on. <laughs> oh, you totally yeah, absolutely, look. absolutely. If we have any more um, apps, any more toilet apps uh, that are launching, you'll be the first to know, and I'll be launching it on the After Sesh podcast with Aaron. Oh, and yes, you heard it here first. I can't remember which way it is. Uh, lads, thanks very much. Appreciate, appreciate me ask, uh, you asking me. It was an honor to come on and uh, talk about myself, which all radio presenters actually love doing deep down. Cheers, lads. Best luck with the podcast. Thanks so much, Graham. Have a great night. Take it easy, people. Thank you. Bye bye. Smell that, boys.